I'm Lemuel Gonzalez, Repentant Sinner, and along with Amory Armstrong, your heavenly host, I invite you to find a place in the pew for today's Painless Sunday School lesson without works. This week, it's a special Thursday edition, as we have a spirited discussion on the topic of gratitude in The More You Know. As you approach the holiday season, we will hear a great deal of rhetoric about families and family values. We'll hear about the historical importance of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and how they were both expressions of Christian values. Christmas is a religious holiday that has been adopted by all kinds of people as a secular celebration. Thanksgiving is no less religious, and has also been adopted as a secular holiday. Um, all Thanksgivings or American Thanksgiving particularly? Well, we're speaking of American Thanksgivings in okay. this particular case. Okay, because I just um, wondered if that led into... I think Canadian Thanksgiving is a fairly similar situation, different time of year, of course. Thanksgiving needs to be practiced with some awareness of its problematic origins. Well, yes, because now I think of it as a food holiday, and I do not think of it in terms of... I mean, I think of it in terms of things I am grateful for, and also a time when I have to very much be like, let's do some land attributions, let's... There's... um, (laughs) For the longest time, this was considered a holiday that did not have conflicts with other religious groups. That uh, seems oh yes, it was when I was a kid. from the get-go. There was the idea that everyone could celebrate Thanksgiving, unlike Christmas, or you know, if you had neighbors who had and by different everyone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> who are we including? In, I, we never include However, everyone in everyone. It's really a broken no. word. It's a word that doesn't have meaning. I mean, it's a word that absolutely has meaning that everyone who uses it seems to ignore. I used it correctly right there. (laughs) Yeah. What I want to do today is to sort of remind listeners about what the issue is with Thanksgiving. And this is not um, part of the national conversation right now is an upholding of what conservatives believe are traditional values. Yes. And a traditional view of their history. This is a view that excises all of the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Anything bad that's ever happened at their hands. And so it's reimagined. Our hands, let me be explicit. Actually, I am a white woman, so I get to be included in that. Right. Um, The... Yeah, it, it seems very much like that's the conversation now. It's like there's a, a backlash against critical race theory, mostly by people who have no idea what no it idea is. what it is, when it's used, uh-huh. how it's implemented, and anything when they're confronted about it. with that, they don't have a definition. No, they just don't want Timmy to be sad about being white in classrooms. Right, which was an actual um, de- defense of the refusal to teach mm-hmm. anything that reminds the general United States population, because we want to make that definition, this is not America, this is the United States. Yes. Um, About their own history and what was done. Mm -hmm. It was not a country that was uninhabited. And The fact that uh, we still refer to the starting of this country as a discovery. Right. Just even that. Like, oh, look, this thing that we found that nobody had ever found before. Uh, The the fact that there were people living here for thousands and thousands of years. With Huge, deep, complex cultures. Right. Not just, you know, well, people why. in huts and right. um, 
and uh, furs right. who had no I mean, history or... kind of what the, the issue has been is the recreation or the retelling of the story over time mm-hmm. and the alteration of it to represent a discovery of... Uh, by Europe, and it's not yeah. even all of Europe. One thing that I'd like to say, even before we get started with the first Thanksgiving, is to mention that um, the quote unquote the first well, Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving right? is that the celebration that we have, or that is adopted in the United States as Thanksgiving as a holiday, uh, was held quite a bit after the uh, the country had already been colonized in parts by Europe. Yeah, absolutely. And so the actual first celebration of this type was in September of 1565. Uh, Pedro Menandez de Aviles had a celebration with about 800 settlers in St. Augustine. In Florida. In Florida. Not the Puritans on right. Plymouth Rock or whatever no, they, we're told they now. they had a celebratory mass. Um... They invited uh, some. So it really was a religious celebration. Yes, it was very much a religious celebration. Thanking God that they made it across mm-hmm. the vast ocean and found a land that they could get off on. Right, and they shared apparently their food stores with some indigenous people that were gathered there. So this is very much that story. The story that you'll read it's, about. That's actually the opposite of what I think about. I think mm-hmm. of the settlers having no nothing. And the indigenous people bringing them stuff. Which is closer to the, the story that... That's the Puritans. So the Puritan what happened story. with the Puritans, yeah. right. Okay. Um, but uh, they, uh, they had mass. They celebrated that way. They uh, had prayers. It was very much a religious celebration. Mm-hmm. But it happened quite a bit before... A hundred years almost, it sounds like. The story like. that we're taught as being the first Thanksgiving. Right. And it's an unpopular view mostly because there's a kind of... There's a narrative that says that there's an Anglo-Saxon right. culture that founded... This was a Spanish colonizer, not a British right. colonizer. And it's not right. that the Spanish were any better, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. They were awful at times. I used yes. the word colonizer. Yeah. They, yes. We want to make that very clear. We're not endorsing uh, uh, Catholic colonization as opposed to a Protestant one, but even within colonizer stories, this story doesn't get mm-hmm. expressed a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's unpopular, because it sort of disrupts the narrative about uh, people who are fleeing for religious freedom. And, and <laughs> right. I also love just the, that, that whole narrative, which at some point I do want to talk about the Puritans and yeah, they're, they're striving for religious freedom. Discuss exactly. They feel very much like the conservatives of right. today who want everybody to have quote, personal freedom, but only after they've legislated all of the things you might want to do out of you. Right. Uh, and that was very much, um, we can see that that story about what religious freedom means mm-hmm. is something that, as I, I know, one of your favorite authors, which, that's a joke. Oh, we're going to say Hawthorne now, aren't Hawthorne. we? <laughs> Hawthorne is actually one of my favorite authors. I know. Is that um, <laughs> the Scarlet Letter presents a very good example mm-hmm. of what religious freedom was right. to people, which is pillaring mm-hmm. people for whatever mistakes they mm-hmm. made and public judgment. Yep. And But they were free to do that from some sort of governmental oversight. Right. But, like, that's, yeah, the, the term a, freedom yeah. really 
term freedom just in and of itself well, really has I've, some I've heard it today, uh, problematic uh, issue. In, um, in reviewing the uh, uh, the strange propaganda video put out by um, Paul Gosar had put out um, a edited and um, he shared altered. A <laughs> well, it was. I even recognized the anime Attack on Titan. Oh, was it? Yes. I haven't. Oh, jeez, Attack on Titan's violence right. as hell. Yes, it is. And <laughs> so he's depicting himself. Uh, the, the Titan Attack on Titan is about a group of monsters, these giants who attack the last outpost of human civilization, and like eat them, and like eat them, devour eat them, them heinously. It's and they can rough. only be killed by severing the muscles in the back of their neck. Right. And so he depicted himself as the hero, and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is having the back of her neck cut open. Um, and it was censured by a very small majority right. of our. Of our House of and Representatives. flying off to dispose of Biden, and that, that's how the video closes. Showing that uh, half of our Congress, half of our House of Representatives is totally fine with right. casual attacks against well, their Well, this is kind of colleagues. The, the sort of rhetoric that leads to actual violence. Mm-hmm. And in this case, um, when he was being defended by some of his Republican colleagues... It's just a joke. Well, no, their whole idea was uh, one of them Where's responded the by, well, they now? hate freedom. Where's the pearl clutching now? Uh, it just it seems Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uses the F word and they're like, <gasps> censure her. Mm-hmm. He straight up murders her in a video and they're like, nah, I yeah. don't see anything wrong with that. But the hypocrisy is. The idea about so how upsetting. the word freedom is used, mm-hmm. in this case, freedom to do what we really want you to do, and there's a ridiculous amount of control that's put against the lives of people who are just trying to sort of exist and don't mm-hmm. really have choices or options right. to leave the country. This is you know yeah. where they are. So the first Thanksgiving was a three-day harvest celebration held by 50 Plymouth colonists who survived a difficult passage, uh, killed off many of their members, mm-hmm. and also the conditions, um, both the weather conditions and the lack of food. Right. It, even once they landed, even right. once they were off of the ships. And, Is um, that the Nina the Pintus of the Santa Maria? No, 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 no that's, that Columbus. that's Columbus. Right, <laughs> 1492, so. dum-dum. <laughs> and, uh, I know history things. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and they were joined by a little over 100 uh, uninvited members of the Pocononoket Wampanoag tribe. I'm, I'm mispronouncing that. I apologize. Uh, including their chief, Samoquin. Yes. Uh, the celebration became an irregular tradition for many years and was declared a national holiday by Abraham Lincoln in 1863. An attempt to mend the country after the Civil War. Right. We need. I did, Is it our first national holiday? I believe it may be, yes. It may be. Um, Although the Declaration Independence of Independence Day right. might be. Um, it wasn't even considered a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. The first federal holidays where, like, you get a day off, mm-hmm. right, were enacted in 1870, and the, and there was four of them. It was New Year's Day, Independence Day, Thanksgiving Day, and Christmas well, that Day. That was by Ulysses S. Grant, correct? Uh, is that who was president then? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. No, the citation is from Abraham Lincoln, but I thought you might want to read. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly 
reverently and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father, who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble, humble penitence, for a national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, and mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently employ the implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purpose to fulfill enjoyment to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof, I have hereunto sent my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed. Oh, so this was mid... 1863 was a mid-Civil War. The idea was to sort of gather people together. Right. Because um, in Lincoln's point of view, and it was very well phrased, there was this sort of horror. Um, Rending the nation asunder. Right. But he unified Sorry, them by giving them a myth to believe in. Sure. And that's what, That's how we unify people, y'all. Right. That's what we, we create do. create a story. We create a story that, now, that yes. people can believe in. Together, I find it interesting in reviewing sources, and again, I apologize for both my mispronunciations of uh, indigenous names and also uh, for what's trying to be a very um, sort of a very light history lesson because there are so many details to go into that, uh, yeah, that I'm not going to be able to cover anything. I want to cover something specifically about this, which is. The fact that it is, from the sources I've been able to gather, the indigenous people at Thanksgiving weren't necessarily invited, but they brought most of the food, including several deer. Right. And they had been feeding the settlers or teaching them how to settle. So Yeah, because they just didn't want to deal with a lot of bodies, or they well, didn't I know what they were in for. I, I, I've got I to assume it was that. I think that they were genuinely aware of the dangers that were posed by the settlers. Yeah, I'm curious. And it might have been an act, it seems to be an act of compassion to try to help them survive. Right. Well, yeah, and they probably also knew this land is massive, right? and the people here are many and mighty, and this is 50 sad, pale, coughing well, people. <laughs> some of them, it wasn't 50 when they landed, but it was 50 by the time they got to uh, Thanksgiving. There were mostly men and young people. A great deal of the mothers didn't survive, apparently, both the trip over and the harsh conditions of the first winter. So that seems to have been the case as well. Um, the Wampanoag people, which is, as we learned, a confederation of several tribes that... Uh, work together and seem to have a handle on using the resources without exhausting them. Uh, they were nearly decimated by the contact with European settlers and traders. Speculation that is as high as 90% of the local indigenous populations were lost and local confederated tribes were destabilized by the continued expansion of settlers into indigenous lands. Many Wampanoag 
devastated by illness and helplessness in the face of mass deaths, especially from uh, disease, foreign brought diseases, decided to convert to Christianity. Now, this was uh, done in a way that we probably uh, would consider superstitious now, which is they saw an illness spreading through their people mm. and that wasn't affecting the Europeans. And since, as we know about Christianity, a tenant of the faith is miraculous and divine cures. And so if they were being evangelized by the Puritans, they probably accepted that they could be under some sort of divine umbrella uh, if they converted. But the issues that seem to have faced them, the, the dual prongs of, of the decimation of the local population, seem very much to be both alcoholism and disease. Um, so to do this conversion, to accomplish this conversion, they accommodated European ideas about patriarchy, abandoning their own traditions where women could inherit family wealth and had a voice in tribal decisions. So very early on, the tool for destabilizing the culture was robbing women of their power mm -hmm. and robbing them of what the authority they could have. Right. Many of the early converts, like the early converts to Christianity originally, were women, and they held a great deal of influence, especially over their husbands. And so they established Christian colonies, separate Christian towns for indigenous people mm -hmm. that existed. Now, the unfortunate part is it wasn't an exchange of ideas. It was an acceptance of a European version of Christianity, which was not even actual Christianity itself. Right. It had been filtered through European ideas. Of course. Um, when this is this, uh, we're talking about the 1600s mm -hmm. now? Yes. So this, um, I'm just trying to figure out which Bible they've got. King James, probably? They have the King James. Um, so... <sighs> Chief of Semaquin, uh -huh. and his two sons had converted to Christianity, Wamsada really? and Medicom. They were given Christian names, Alexander and Philip. Alexander died suddenly under what many Wampanoag felt were suspicious circumstances. Ooh. Philip believed that he was poisoned Ooh. by the settlers. Philip was not only of the opinion that the over-expanding settlers had poisoned his brother, but they would poison him as well. He was summoned to a meeting with settlers where they accused him of resisting their progress and insisted that he sign a document uh, that included a surrender of all of tribal weapons to Puritan hands. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they held a feast afterwards, which Philip did not attend on fear of being poisoned. Yeah, that seems right. And he also... <laughs> I don't know that I go to... Uh... Right. You don't go to dinner when you think people are poisoned. Well, yeah, no. Mm -mm. Um, but he also... Although he signed the agreement, and I'm not really sure to what extent he was um, informed of the, how much the decision, and it might have been a tactical decision on his half that he's like, well, I'll sign the document, but it means nothing to me. But his uh, people did not turn over their weapons. But at that point, the indigenous people, and particularly Philip, were already seeing the threat and the exhaustion of the natural resources, the depletion of the properties they all had to use, mm -hmm. and the taking of their land. So aggressions rose between colonizers and indigenous tribes. It led to what is remembered as King Philip's War, a fight in which Christian Indians, their loyalties divided, often took up arms against their own chief. At the end of the war, 40% of the local indigenous population was dead. Members of the revolt were drawn and quartered, and those parts put on public display. 
King Philip's wife and nine-year-old child were uh, sold into slavery. And in 1676, Philip himself was captured and killed. So he was paranoid for a reason. He was paranoid for a reason because he saw what was coming. Yeah. But what I want to emphasize in this is that the story that we're told is a religious story. And this is the story, this is what was cited by Abraham Lincoln when he's creating this myth about why we should come together because God set up these circumstances. And instead, what we see is these Christian people who had fled a Christian in name only. Right. And I can't say that for all of them, but I can say them for the people who are... The people making the decisions. Yes, certainly. That not only did they they do the classic colonizer's pattern. Mm-hmm take, destabilize the existing government, mm-hmm. um, even take away their right to bear arms. Now, it's interesting now, thinking of the fights that we have yeah. uh, within the country over people's ability to keep their arms, to think that it started with saying, you as a group don't get to keep your arms because we feel threatened by you. By you, which is the same thing that happens to every black man in this country who right. is legally carrying a Not weapon. Not just every black man, but every person. Um, I recently had a disagreement with somebody over the recent Rittenhouse decision. This was, and her defense was a, that very strange conservative opinion about the defense of property. Yes. And also how she suffered personal violence in the commission of a crime, which is not the same as systemic violence. No. That comes from racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting how she just, when, I, when she went on about towns burning, I asked her how she felt about Roseville. Yeah. Rosewood. Rosewood, excuse yeah. me. Or a Tulsa. Or Tulsa. Or any Does other Does she number. even know about those things? Well, she didn't did want you, to answer it. Did you watch? Yeah. The thing is, too, like, if you... Honestly, I would say that more people know about mm-hmm. Tulsa post-Lovecraft country, and what was the other thing? The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably, yes. Then... Like, I would say exponentially more people know, well, learned yeah. about it there than did in school. I never learned about any of those. And right. those are only two of multiple just well, I wiping a town off of a map because how... they got too... Powerful, prosperous. They were deciding their own fate. They were deciding their own. They were about to start um, enacting uh, generational wealth, which Mm -hmm. is a thing that white people have tried to keep non-white people from since the founding of this country. Well, obviously, (laughs) as we can see it here. Yes. Yes, it's the same. What what is horrifying to me is that again, these these were this was a real betrayal of other Christians, and this is. An example of how even when an indigenous person converts to Christianity and it's is practicing earnestly, they're still not my brother in Christ. Right. Well, as can also be seen by the schools, the right. forced schools, right. which were often religious in nature and now are sitting well, we, on we see that with the mass graves of African Americans mm-hmm. who, despite the fact that this could be a person who also using the language that uh, that might, might not make a lot of sense to you, but That's the fine. language that I'm familiar with, is they've repented, they've been redeemed by the blood of Christ, they are now equals with this. And even someone as difficult as Paul acknowledged there's no slave or free, there's no bondsman or servant, there is nothing 
that we're all equal in Christ once he's redeemed us. They don't believe that. No. Because, because the they feel is, like, right. because they are of a mindset that requires them to be above somebody. Right. And, and they've decided well, the easiest th- person to, for me to be above is someone I can physically see a difference between right. me and them. Right? So you've got a darker skin, you've got a different eye color than me, right. different hair texture than me. Well, and this You is, are immediately under me. Had it not been for the participation of these indigenous people, Mm-hmm. these confederated tribes mm-hmm. that together make up this group that supported them, they would have not gotten through their first winter. Absolutely not. They would not have had Thanksgiving. And what's interesting, again, regarding the sources that I saw, they weren't even invited. They were just there. Hey. And they brought all the food. <laughs> so. You know what I think we should see? Mm-hmm. And I'm th- I, this is not my story to tell, um, but I would like maybe someone who's currently in the writer's room of Reservation Dogs Write me a time travel story of an indigenous person going back and just being like, hey, hey, don't. Well, let them, there is just a, let them die. A science <laughs> fiction them. author. I've never seen that in a movie before. name escapes me. And he, um, of course, it'll come to me the moment that we're done. Can't wait. I, I'll put it in a new post. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I read some interviews with him. He's in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Who talked about, he, he uh, was from the Midwest, and he was an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. That was his actual field of science. And eventually, after writing science fiction and being a part of the early science fiction movement, along with Asimov and Bradbury and all these other people, he went on to become an actual anthropologist and a teacher, and, you know, he didn't really mm-hmm. have time for these pursuits anymore. But... Um, Part of his work was a time traveler teaching indigenous people how to make a rifle. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see see all this, the same alternate history of what if the Nazis won. We see that so many times. I would love to watch an alternate history or read an alternate history of what if Europe did not get a foothold in the New World. Well, and the story ends with the time traveler returning back to his own time. And finding out the United States is now under the Iroquois League of Nations. Yeah. And they've confederated with all sorts of local tribes. And they were just ready for the Europeans when they came. It is a thing. And when you think about this is the, the, thing I want. the range of skill sets mm-hmm. from the Central American Indians who mm-hmm. were literally building pyramids. Absolutely. And, and uh, really, had they been in greater number, could have. And it, 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 really, it feels like what we got to see. The story of colonization is the story of bringing foreign diseases that decimate local populations. Of course, This yeah. wasn't a and military. firearms. Yes, but still, they were at a disadvantage. Yes. And so. It, yeah, no, you have, to, right. you have to decimate with plague before you right. come with your guns. And I mean, so that's. What we've learned is that even the decimation through. Plague was a so inoculation effort. is another thing right. that you could do. But we've when, got smallpox vaccine. Let's get that <laughs> back. Uh, if we if we saw of them, you probably would coming. still exist, but I probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, I, that doesn't make me happy. But what I'd like to see is just for one thing an acknowledgement of this, but for another thing, stop making this a religious holiday. Right. Stop claiming this Unless it's a it's an at- a holiday mm. of atonement, which is a perfectly right. reasonable type of religious holiday. It the well the that the Jewish calendar celebrates. I do, do do Christians have a day of atonement? Is that like Good Friday? It's a principle that, of atonement. Yeah. Well, yes. And, I mean, and yes. Good Friday would be considered that. But there's not really a Christian 
for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. high holy day, wherein you really take stock of the stuff you did wrong. Oh yeah, I mean that happens the days leading up to uh, Easter. In the East, okay. Yeah. So it, it's that. It, yes, that's it's what a part Lent of, because is. remember, what, yeah, it, it's okay. it's uh, this program of 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 making sacrifices and remembering what you've done. It it feels like. First of all, that's not a one-time-a-year thing. Mm-mm. And second of all, I feel like Thanksgiving should well, be Well, in Christianity, it's, it's something that happens all the time. When you make confession, whether you're making confession as a Catholic or just confessing to God, you first have to acknowledge what you've done wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's true. And say, this is what I've done wrong. I'm aware of what I've done wrong. And that process is what helps. Uh, there's very interesting, I, my friend, uh, Jim Tedesco, who was trained as a Jesuit, had this really kind of funny observation that uh, typically Catholics were happier than Protestants. He says because they're always constantly aware of their mistakes. You have to confess your mistakes all the time. Meanwhile, in Dogma, Kevin (laughs) Smith specifically has that line, you don't celebrate your religion, you mourn it. Or you don't celebrate your faith, you mourn it. And that's specifically towards Catholics as well. In doing this, we have to remember that there's more than one. When I say Christianity (laughs) to you, you'll probably think of it as Western religion, right? Um, but what we have to be aware of is that Christianity is enormous. Yeah. There's an uh, there's Eastern also, Orthodox Church. Yeah, I, I also think, I, church, yeah, I really think right? about, when you say Christianity to me, Christianity mm-hmm. to me, it breaks off into three pieces. Right. And those three pieces are Protestants, Catholic, and Orthodox, mm-hmm. and African Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, right. Uh, Russian, Russian Orthodox, Orthodox right. are the are the ones that I'm aware of. Right, I'm sure that there's well, more the, than that. But the I live, Church, I'm I'm lucky to live in a mm-hmm. in a in a t- in a city right. where I can I can see all I I've passed all those churches right. like I've seen all of those churches. The uh, the difference is possibly one of the ones that uh, that uh, is most obvious when you're looking at the philosophy of the the. Uh, Roman Catholic Church and the uh, Eastern Church is that one of them is able to one of the, uh, the the Western Catholic Church is really explaining things in terms of sort of uh, logic and reason. Okay. And the Eastern Orthodox Church explains everything in terms of mystery. Mystic and, and it's a lot of mysticism right. and, and so it's magics. Like, but it, it's Which, same, frankly, if I'm going to go to a church, give me some mysticism right. with my, but it's uh, like, you yeah, know, it's, and, and even I have my to ethics. <laughs> emphasize that we don't use the word magic in a derogatory way. I don't. It's just I, I identified that, pagan as a long, for a long time. I don't consider magic to be... When you look at it, it's just simply the acknowledgement that there are some things that you're never going to understand and just be at ease with that. Try to understand that there are some things you will never understand. And which is a principle that I like. It's like, well, it's a mystery, and just accept it. Um, but anyhow, getting back to Thanksgiving, yes. what I really want to emphasize is, again, at no point was this Christianity honest. When we hear these stories mm. about the Pilgrim Fathers, as they were called in textbooks when I was a kid, um, and their religiosity, here they are selling people into slavery. Mm-hmm. They... Uh, drawn and quartered, which is a horrible, horrible Ooh, yeah, that's a, And then putting that's those parts one. on public display so that people can gawk at them. Yeah. Um, or throw things at them. Yeah. Or or hurt them. Right. 
That was also a thing. Yes, yeah. but to say that these people in any way were acting in terms of Christianity is ridiculous. They weren't here. They weren't here for religious freedom as much as they were here to take whatever they could get. Yeah. And so and and inflict right their beliefs. I, and and that is the word that I'm going to use. They inflicted it upon right. each other, upon the lesser members of their own communities and upon every other community that they came into right. contact with. But of uh, making that clear designation that even if another person converted, they never saw them as a Christian, much less as a human being. Right. I think that was the issue that they had. It didn't matter how devout these indigenous no. people were. They were always the no, other. Their, their back was against... There was, we, were, we were speaking earlier about a situation wherein um, like black men in America today having to have an interaction with the police. Mm -hmm. There's a rock and a hard place situation. There's a 75% chance... You come out of this severely wounded or dead. Yeah. There's no good thing for you to do. So these indigenous people, there was no good thing for them to do. They treated these people who come to their lands mm -hmm. as, I mean. As people. As e uh, Yes, as equals, mm -hmm. but as people. They treated them as they would want to be treated, mm -hmm. and they got nothing back for that which is also just a little bit of an indictment of a don't tell your kids yeah, to people like you should always you should always treat people the way that you right. want to be treated but do know that that may not come come well, back to you just to be very cautious of the motives of other people yeah and it's you're extending this sort of you know they saw these people having a meager celebration and just kept heaping food on them and bringing food for them and everyone's enjoying themselves and and then thinking that 51 years later yeah the population is reduced by 40% because of a deliberate war that was held to decimate the local population yeah. specifically with the purpose of clearing more land for settlers but very much like a cold war though well, no, no, no. It actually I turned mean, into a real yeah, war. Yeah, no, it did. For but, two years, it was but at first Indians it everywhere. was mm -hmm. it was a stealth yeah. thing until it was an overt and, thing. And as you mentioned, you know, if they could have seen it coming, yeah. King Philip did. Yeah, and he which that is was why they had to take him right. out. And he there is a, a I uh, one of the other things I encountered in having this interaction with this person. Uh, his former friend on Facebook mm -hmm. online was sort of a whataboutism. Well, the Indians killed people in that war too, but if we're going to say She that, can't have that right. conversation with you while she holds her beliefs because she her home was broken into. Right. So she be she believes that this should be what we do to other people. But beyond that, it's, it's like the, same the whataboutism thing. is a point I can't take anymore. Because it's a schoolyard rationale. Yeah. And well, also, hey guys, two wrongs don't make a right. But I mean, it's something that you tell your parents when you get caught doing something. Well, she did it. She's, she started it. My sister it. did it. Yeah. She does they, it. How come I can't do it? How come I can't? Yeah. Right. And so what you're looking because at... Because it's not right. Is an impression Nobody should do of, it. like really foreign, at least to the indigenous people, foreign values that made perfect well, sense in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. The English kill the Scottish, the English kill the Irish, the right. English kill the Welsh. Well, the, the, right? there was that fundamental right. cultural... Uh, uh, and I hate the way that it's taught mm -hmm. to us in elementary school, the land ownership issue. Right. 
the native, the indigenous population, they believed in land, not land ownership, land mm. stewardship, but these are those people's lands. They, there was no confusion over that. Mm. There were not turfs, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. There yes. were it, regions where this is the people that live there, and if you go into another region, you're going to see other people, and you may have skirmishes. There were wars. There were wars among the indigenous right. people. They understood that. What they didn't understand was, this is my land, and if you come onto it, I will straight murder you. That well, was I not a thing. If someone moves into your home, you have the right to throw them out. Uh, 100%. But what I'm looking at here is... And, and America's just right. been like squatters' rights since day one. The When you look at the indigenous population here, uh, in this particular instance, um, they put a myth to the story that we get from European points of view about a dying civilization, a civilization in its nadir that uh, was breaking underneath its own weight, and that was... Yeah, no, it was a civilization that you came in and... Destabilized, and destabilized, yeah. And so, when we look at you know the story about warlike races of naked people who run around stabbing each other, um, which is the the impression of Native Americans that I got growing up of watching course. westerns, savages, um, savages. But what we see here are these people who took care of this ailing group, yeah, uh, ailing and alien group that came there that were physically unlike them, that were you know didn't even really have much of a language in common. Smelled um, terrible. Yeah. We do know that from what was passed down. That was a prevailing right. thought of the indigenous. Wow. Right. A bath, though. The, the, the hygiene thing was, was questionable. It was rough. And to, first of all, show compassion towards these people, help them settle in, teach them how to survive, teach them how to survive very difficult conditions, things that they were not used to in Britain. Absolutely. Um, and... These were people who also had a, a confederation with other Native American tribes around them, mm-hmm. so that other people could speak even across languages. That mm-hmm. it, that puts an end to the notion that these were savages. These were very cultivated, intelligent people. Intelligent people who knew with how deep, to deep right. cultural roots. Right, exactly, and that they're as a group have lost so much of their language and so much of their culture. Yeah, and because uh-huh. it was largely a linguistic culture. Right. Well, there was no culture. No, no, no. You destroyed well, it. You burned stop. it. It's like buying right. a like it's it would be like it's like burning the library of Alexandria mm-hmm. and being like they didn't have any books. The, no, what? The, what we <laughs> have to stop everything. doing is thinking of European culture as the height or western culture as the height of culture. Mhm. And we have to stop thinking about values that existed in the West as the values to have. Right. Because we still have, you know, uh, just not too long ago, and I was was at Mount Tam on this hunting lodge, you know, it was was a hundred and some years old, and some of the books there seemed to be a hundred and some years old, too. They were very poorly cared for there. Oh. But um, I opened one of the books, and it was this enormous uh, tome about uh, the collection of the Smithsonian Institution. It was written quite a long time ago. And there's a photograph of a a um, a indigenous Australian person, mm-hmm. as they referred to it then, which was a little bit better. But then it goes on to say these are some of the lowest 
people on the scale of civilization, the lowest human beings. And it, it that is presents the idea that somehow if you are living this way, if you haven't had the achievements of our culture, then you are backwards somehow. When in truth, Here's the, the achievements of your culture isn't what everyone is aiming toward. No, no, yes. First of all, right. these are people who had to live in a an extremely harsh land. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't build the types of structures and live the types of lives that London requires mm-hmm. in the outback of mm. Australia. You cannot do it. And whenever Europeans try to do it. They die because it's not hospitable. The culture that was born and raised there was the culture that they needed to continue as a people. An astoundingly old and rich culture. Yeah. Also, I don't know why we're like, "Mm, if they don't have a lot of clothes on, they're uncultured. I'm like, that. I I think. Why is. What? (laughs) When you look at, and it must have been kind of horrifying to indigenous people who went to Europe, went to Spain, for instance. And saw people under layers and layers of stained and filthy clothing. Filthy. Just Um, sweat. And just living in heaps in cities uh, with open sewers in the streets. They must have... And their animals. Like just... Yeah, no. it's Uh, mm -hmm. It must have been horrifying to them to look at what was happening in Europe. Uh, you know, because they were yeah, and then people. you want me to what you want right. me to to uh, what's the word I want? Not ascribe, like um, adopt these kinds of, uh, but like aspire to. Right. This this is what I'm supposed to aspire to. Right. Exactly. No, thank you. That's yeah. I, fine. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't understand that, and I, I think about a woman like um, Pocahontas traveling to Europe. And seeing what these people lived uh, in. Let me be real clear. Sex trafficked to right. Europe. But she was a child. <laughs> she was a child. Just looking at this and thinking, and the narrative is... And oh, then just being like, what building can I throw myself off of? Because overcome I Overcome with wonder. And like, I think the parts no, of the culture... No, she was horrified. That might have been fascinating to her had nothing to do with the... Filthy squabbling people who live there, and and I don't mean that to be denigrating to all European people, but I mean their version of the world at the same time. Yeah, the version of the world they ascribed to was something that would be considered horribly filthy and unsanitary to us, and unhealthy. Unhealthy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Incredibly unhealthy. There's a reason that the plague right. spread the way that the plague did. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just that world walking into. It was not saying a But it's of the pinnacle of culture, right? right. Yeah, no. No, it, it's, well, culture. Culture and it's, civilization. In a petri right. dish, yes. Sure. <laughs> it, but, it's, yeah, no. Yeah, I, as a person who has an issue with germs, that just horrifies no. me. Yeah, you're never going back in time. <laughs> no, 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 That's no. never going to be would, a thing. Would you like to go back in time? No, no. No. Maybe to dinosaurs? Dinosaurs Pre-people? I would like to see. Right. Pre, pre-human beings. Pre-human beings. Because human beings be gross. Although but, you probably would do very well uh-huh. in pre-Columbian... Possibly, but um, uh, America's. But just like the the standards, uh, of, you like a you like a flush toilet though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the standards of medical care and the standards of dental care. It's like n- no, but good lord, yeah, just the idea that they presented this sort of um, 
this weird, dirty world and said, this is the pinnacle this of civilization. Is this is where you need to aspire to. No right. thanks. It's like, no. But no anyhow. Thanks. And we still do it. Yes, we, we still do. do. We have people in Congress right now that are like, there was nothing here when we got yes, here, when we white men got here. And it's like... There was. There was a whole culture. It was thriving. Just because you destroyed right. it doesn't mean it wasn't here. Yes. That's not how well, it that's works. that's part of what the... That is some privilege... That is part of what the uh, the attempt to prohibit the teaching of anything other than a narrative myth. This stuff falls um, under critic, generally under critical race right. theory. But what's interesting is when they say they're you know Congress people and, and and conservatives are talking about critical race theory, they don't really have a very clear idea of what critical they race have no theory idea what is, it is. But what they do mean is they don't want what we're having a discussion about absolutely. Well. They don't want a disruption of the myth. Yeah, no, they want... Ma- and and mm-hmm. a lot of this myth, a lot of that Thanksgiving myth and the 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 religion found at the base of, the, of mm-hmm. this Thanksgiving is tied in with the myth of Manifest Destiny, right? right? Which is also a Christian well, myth. Right, it's a, uh, I mean, it is not Christian, right. but it's got God's name on it. Yeah, so. well, that, that's it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, it's... Which they're still teaching in school, like, not like these people fought this, right. but like, this is what it was. So, and, and, and it's like, that again, is baffling. I, I, I had a, a, a history teacher who was very aware of these issues when I was at Shiloh Christian Academy. And that's pretty and I'm impressive. Very, I'm I'll very go. happy yeah. that she was aware of that, saying, mm-hmm. yes, we're going to teach from the Abacca book, which you remember we mm-hmm. cited before that actually starts with a, a quote uh, about God rising the American continents, the American continents from the ocean so that we can you know, find a way here and, and start this new and beautiful country. It's like, no. And it was God's will mm-hmm. that we cover or we, we make it from sea to shining sea right. and cover it with our putrid filth. <laughs> it's, uh, when I see that myth being taught, I don't, I, and like, and seeing it for years before that, even outside of any kind of religious education, I was just in a normal secular school. I think about that. I wonder what I would have known had I known what I did now. Yeah. But I'm looking back at this as a person, half of whose ancestry is indigenous, to look back on that and go, this is nonsense. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching me a lie. Yeah. And, and not just you. Right. Everyone. Yes, but I mean, as so a that person in tw- thirty this, years, when right. you have to have a conversation with people about the systemic racism right. in this country, they're like, "What are you talking about?" But I mean, manifest the fact destiny. That <laughs> as a person whose ancestry is yeah. this way, to just sort of accept what you're being told because this is what everyone believes, and, and that's what you have to put on yeah. the test, or you're going to get an F. And I look at also just growing up in a um, in an environment where you know. There is a myth constantly reinforced by schools, by churches, mm-hmm. by but even more than outside the church in social institutions, in um, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. Pardon a turkey. There might not have been any turkeys. Um, turkeys came much Thanksgiving. later. But, I mean, there's there's a question whether or not there was any kind of wild turkey. It was, apparently, it was mostly a venison holiday, the first one. Let me get but, some of that venison, though. Which apparently was brought by the, the, 
Native Americans. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, but, uh, we don't have enough deer to right. uh, go ahead and have a venison holiday. No, although they so. are wandering around golf courses here, which I saw the other day. Yeah, let's like, have them wander and not make them yes, dinner. Yes, I'm fine with them. I just just <laughs> wave at them from a distance. They have no idea what Hello, I'm doing. Hello, deer. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyhow, so uh, possibly in closing, what I really wanted to emphasize, I'm not here to I yes I am I'm here to just say that there's more to learn about this story always and this there's more every research story you heard do. in a history right. classroom there's more to it right but even more than what I've said it really is I have to encourage people to go and research it themselves be careful for the resources that you use yes because as I was looking up the information for this story I was hit with three Google pages of our first Thanksgiving that were written by religious or social conservatives that all perpetuate the myth and often had little Indian children with rosy cheeks and feathers in their hair um, who are representing the indigenous people who were Here, there. sir. Right. I it's brought like, you a cornucopia. Well, more than that, I brought you a continent. You can have all to yourself. All, all to yourself. We're not using it. Don't mind us. Yes, yeah. Seriously, so, don't. It's totally fine. Consider that as you're hearing about this being a religious holiday, what these supposed Christians did to their brother Christians and their sister Christians. And, and frankly, uh-huh. even outside of Christianity, what they did to... Other yes, human but beings. I really specifically want to hone in on this because, of course, the thrust of the, of the podcast. Yeah. But also to say that at no point did they take their Christianity seriously enough to say, this is my brother or sister. These are things that need to be exterminated. These aren't people, is what their attitude was. And so when you hear that idea about it's a religious holiday, no, it's not. It's not. It, it, from the very it could beginning, be, but it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. <laughs> Can I close with a land attribution? Sure, if you want to. Okay. Uh, we, you and I, record in, uh, record, live and record in Huichen, also known as Oakland, the unceded territories of the Chocheno Oholone people, who have continuously lived on this land since time immemorial. We recognize historic discrimination and violence inflicted upon indigenous peoples in California and the Americas, including their forced removal from ancestral lands and the deliberate and systemic destruction of their communities and culture. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you liked it, uh, please subscribe and leave us a review and uh, pass it on to a friend this holiday week. We have an internet home without workspodcast.com. Our show notes and links to stories we talk about can be found there. We're also reachable at withoutworkspod at gmail.com, on Twitter at withoutworkspod, and on Facebook by searching withoutworkspodcast in the search bar. All that information is in handy links on the website, so go over there and have a look around. I've been Amity, he's been Lemuel, and we urge you to get vaccinated and do something good.